What's up, everybody? Uh, DogNation.com here. I guess the show is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, uh, Before the Hedges, that's where we, you guys are just joining us for the first time. If anybody's joining us for the first time, please let us know. Because what we're trying to do is, um, what we do is we talk about all things Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting. That's majorly our emphasis as we go before the Hedges. We talk to all the top targets. We talk about Georgia recruiting in a nutshell. And we do so every week. And we try to put together the most intelligent, um, interesting, and uh, try to frame it all up kind of like that. I think I see Robert uh, Wojewicz, John William Adams, Jamie Williams, Chad Buchanan, loaded up Will. Lo- Will, what are you loaded up with, man? Uh, you saw that thing about Luther Burden III, man. I tell you what, I spent some time with him uh, up in East St. Louis. That's the same weekend that Georgia played Vanderbilt. I didn't think there was any reason for me to co- to, to go cover uh, Georgia Vanderbilt. That proved very much to be the case. And I spent that day, I uh, spent that weekend in East St. Louis um, talking to uh, uh, Luther Burton III. That we teased on the show, we will have, uh, I guess we're going to call this Luther Burton Night, maybe Luther Burton Hour here on Dog Nation. We have a, a one-on-one video interview that we taped with him while, while he's up in East St. Louis. And we are going to have a very um, ex- extensive um, profile on Luther Burden III, which will probably drop tonight. Do you guys want it to, on dognation.com tonight? Or do you guys want to read it on dognation.com in the morning? I would love to get some instant feedback because we, we try to do some wheeling and dealing. And then we try to do a let's make a deal here on Dog Nation. Door number one, door number two. Door number one, you want to read it tonight or door number two? Do you want to read it? In, read it in the read it in the morning. Um, I learned a lot about Luther Burden. I think you guys will too, and uh, what we wrote, and then also what we have here to show you guys with a uh, five minute conversation. Uh, first of all, Dog Nation, let me say welcome. Let me say welcome to uh, Facebook. Let me say welcome to uh, YouTube. Uh, welcome to the Dog Nation homepage. We're live on beforethehedges.com. And um, I tell you what, that was an interesting visit. Uh, you'll 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 kind of get to see a lot of my thoughts on uh, my thoughts uh, on Burden in a story that's going to drop. Uh, really try to like like you know how I do it. We really try to tell you a lot about his life, uh, a lot about his life, and you know where he's at right now in his life and what he did to get to this point. Besides the fact that he's an excellent football player. Um, uh, cause he's an excellent football player. He's an all American. He's rated among the top 10 players in the country. Uh, we got some folks saying bearded here. Uh, good seeing everybody. Good seeing a lot of, uh, good seeing a lot of, uh, friendly faces. And uh, guys, if you guys have been watching, reading DogNation.com this week, we've been able to put up a, uh, story on big bear Alexander. Uh, we had a story of Michael Williams. Uh, there will be a story depending on how you vote tonight. Uh, we will put uh, the Luther Burden uh, deep dive profile up tonight. Uh, or we will put it up in the morning, depending on how the votes go. We can do either because this is a uh, fully interactive type show. Uh, and then also we're going to have another five star story that will go up tomorrow uh, sometime in the early morning. And it's another five star I think you guys want to uh, want to read about for sure. Um I see everybody weighing in. Now, I want to tell you something, Dog Nation. Let me tell you something, Dog Nation. You guys have reached greedy, greedy. Brandon Adams is training you guys all too wrongly. Man, he's got you guys spoiled. So now the questions I get, whether it's via, you know, Facebook message, whether it's uh, DMs, whether it's email, whether it's any way that you guys can reach out to me and find me, um, Instagram DMs, any way you guys can find me, uh, you're asking, you know, not about the five stars, not about Kamari Wilson, not about Jaheim Singletary. Uh, David Riddle, I see your question. We are getting some Travis Hunter questions, of course. But uh, the thing I'm getting now, and you guys are crazy. Uh, Randy Hall, I see your note there about, about Peaches. But uh, I'm now getting questions like something to the extent of yada, 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 Jeff, I feel good about, should I feel good about the 2022 class? And that's the normal things a guy like me should expect from such devoted uh, fan bases. But you, you folks are getting savage now. You're already pulling out names that out of the transfer portal. You're looking at um, USC's roster. You're looking at LSU's roster. You're looking at the University of Miami's roster. And you're like, now you guys are like, who can we pull out of the portal? 
uh, who can you pull out of the portal? Uh, not just the 2022 class, not just the uh, 2023 class. So uh, that's what's going on. I do see some questions about uh, YSY. Hey, man, I hadn't seen you in a while, man. Hope you're doing well down there in uh, middle Georgia. But um, uh, here's what I want to say about uh, Travis Hunter. Well, certainly, let's let, let's all let's all our minds should go to the one point here. Travis Hunter severely injured his ankle uh, Friday night. Some thought it was a season-ending injury. Some thought it was a broken leg. Turns out it's a type of lower leg injury, ankle, upper ankle injury break, uh, where he would be able to uh, come back in about six weeks. That's the best part here about the Travis Hunter story. What is uniquely interesting is that the fact that um, he was at Georgia after that injury for a noon kickoff. Um, for a noon kickoff. I mean, that's one of those things when the nation's number one overall prospect, um, when the nation's number one overall prospect shows up when he's committed to another school, uh, and, and he does so the night after a major serious injury, uh, that's telling. That, that, that really is telling. But you know, everybody comes at me with, like, percentages. One thing I've never done is I've never done percentages because I don't think that the recruits I talk to and the information sources I have – they never deal with percentages. It's all like there's a chance or the chance is greater or uh, we'd have to wait and see. Or I don't think the kid really knows. Those are the types of things I'll hear. Uh, I, I will say this. This is the most honest thing I can say about Travis Hunter is I'm a guy that um, Travis Hunter had me convinced that he wasn't going anywhere and he wasn't even entertaining the thought of going anywhere. That door was not only closed, it was kind of like, uh, uh, let, me, let me see. It was kind of like a million Hodors from Game of Thrones with their backs to the wall. Not only was that door shut, there were like a million Hodors uh, that were holding that door back. Uh, you Game of Thrones fans will understand that. And those of you guys that haven't seen Game of Thrones will be like, what are you talking about, Jeff? Um, just trust me that that's a lot of big dudes holding back a door with a lot of, a lot of might and a lot of intensity behind that. So, that's a little thought, thought or two there about Travis Hunter. Uh, but I think what, what we'll start this, uh, Jay Shax is like, Jeff, what are you talking about? Hodor. It's kind of like Hodor, um, hold the door again. Game of Thrones, folks. I'm sure lots of people on this, as popular as that HBO Maxi series was, I'm sure a lot of you folks know, know about Hodor um, with that. But like I said, we're going to have a lot of coverage on, Luth on uh, Luther Burden III coming up on Dog Nation either tonight or tomorrow morning with the story. I'm not sure if I see a definitive read of the room yet in terms of uh, you guys want to read about Luther Burden the third tonight or whether you want to read about Luther Burden the third uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, I'll go with the I'll go with the people on this one. The people's choice, what have you. But I think you guys wanted to hear from and see a lot of Luther Burden. And let's do this right now. Check out, uh, sit back. You got about five minutes here. Uh, really good conversation here with five-star wide receiver, undecided wide receiver, former Oklahoma commitment wide receiver, uh, Luther Burden the third. Luther is set to make his decision known on October the 19th. Sit back, Dog Nation, and I think you'll get a real kick out of uh, finally getting a chance to meet Luther Burden and see Luther Burden on Before the Hedges for the first time. Luther Burden, man, I, I came to St. Louis to see a flyer, and you you took off eventually. I want to ask you about a little adversity because I think that's when you know, everything's not going to go your way. I kept, you dropped an early ball. I think if you look at the film, there was a play where you had a great you had a great catch, but your route depth wasn't enough there on that on that ball. Yep. What was that like? Was that let me hit the reset button and let me show these people what I can do? What was that feeling like after your start today? Uh, well, for real, it was basically uh. I just had to lock in a little more, you know. Uh, I shouldn't drop no balls. I mean, uh, that's on me. Uh, I, I made it up though, but you know, uh, me being who I am, I shouldn't drop no balls. But adversity, uh, uh, no one know a little bit. I wouldn't say that's adversity. Uh, I mean, I, I'm used to adversity though, anyway. Cause I mean, it's, it's just here what it is. But so I, 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 I respond best when adversity hits. So. so that was basically like, man, I, I know I can play much better than that. I'm yeah. about to show. Yep. Um, you had a lot of plays today. Which one of those st stood out? It's funny. There's a young man. I don't know if you hear him. 
but he's like, I need one. I need one. There's a young kid calling you out when you're down there in the red zone. He's like, I need one. I need one talking about a touchdown. Did you hear that? No, I hear it. But you, did, you gave him one like that, oh, man. I did? Yeah. Oh, and then you have the score down here, and you're basically going through the crowd. What's that like, man? That's got to be unique. Oh, uh, well, man. Uh, I mean, the kids, man. They're yeah, all it's, it's a, I mean, it's the little bros. Uh, I mean, they, I just want to have a good time, you know. Uh, that's why I just, you know, celebrate with them. How much fun are you having right now playing for East St. Louis? Oh, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, being able to compete against top teams in the uh, area and around the country, and, uh, being able to uh, execute and for me to have like good games that I'd be having, uh, it's real fun. I didn't know you kicked off. I didn't know you punt. Can you describe? You just do it because the team needs you, and yeah. you're the best punter. Yeah, yeah. Do you, work, do you work on that, or is that all just natural? No, it's just natural. <laughs> Did you kick the young kid growing up playing ball? Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Luther, I want to ask you, I noticed some body art today, and usually a young man like you, the body art means something. What, what does that mean to you, man? I mean, you got, I think I see child of, child of God. God. Uh, I mean, I was just letting everybody know. Uh, me and God got a you know, relationship. Uh, St. Louis, my city, you know. So, and this, uh, uh, the week when I survive is just motivation. You got three, huh? You got another one in mind, or are those three good for you right now? Uh, yeah, I ain't getting none to, no more to college. Until college? Um, we spoke briefly about you're going to have a big next three weeks, man. Can you just set up what your plans are and what that's going to mean for your ultimate process? Uh, my plans, uh, well, taking time, taking my time to, uh, you know, uh, make sure I make the right decision for the uh, next four years, basically. So you got Mizzou? You got Mizzou first? That's an official? No, unofficial. Unofficial. Yeah. And then Georgia, is that an official or an unofficial? Official. Official. And then you're going to make the decision on the 19th, huh? Yeah. Looks like it's a it's a stretch where you're going to have to figure a lot of things out, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm prepared for it. I mean, I'm ready. What are you looking for from those visits? Anything? Uh, anything you want to see at Mizzou that you hadn't seen before? Anything you want to see at Georgia you hadn't seen before? Uh, I've seen everything I need to see from both schools, uh, honestly. Maybe the game day environment, is that something you've, you've never seen before? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen the game day environment from uh, Georgia. Yeah. I've been in a couple of two games. So, yeah. What do you think you like best about Mizzou? Uh, it's close to home. Uh, my family can go up and down the road, come see me play, easy. And being able to call, uh, come back and go right to work. You know? Same question there for Georgia. What do you think you like best about Georgia? Uh, I like the competition there. Sure. Did you get a chance to watch the game or hear about the game today? Oh, no, I haven't heard nothing. Georgia was kind of pulling in East St. Louis. They were up 35 to nothing in the first quarter. Oh, yeah. A lot of guys getting off. Um, Luther, last question, I think. What do you think your decision is going to come down to? If, if there's a, a thing that you think in your heart it's going to come down to, what would it be? Uh, like, what would be the reasons? What are you looking for? Uh, being able to play early. Uh, my position coach. Offense, uh, the style of play, same thing, offense. Doing the main things right there. Luther Burton, I got to get this reaction on camera. I talked to your boy, Miles, and I said, tell me something funny about Miles. And he said, man, you got to ask him about his nose, man. We all call him ah. nose. He's like the biggest nose. And, and I was like, is that because maybe you got a nose for the end zone or something like that, but he was cracking on you. Like, what's that relationship like with uh, you and him? Yeah, we've got a goofy relationship. We, we play with each other all the time. No homo. We, we just joke around a lot. You guys go back a long ways? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we should go to the same middle school together. Luther Burton, five-star. I think he has three touchdowns today. Kicks a bunch of kickoffs. Legs probably a little tired. Uh, thanks for spending some time, man. No problem. There you go, guys. Luther Burton, what do you guys think? Now, um, I'm going to tell you, uh, like, I think I've kind of, uh, you guys weighed in right before we went live with that. We, we shared that interview, but uh, it seems like you guys want to want to read, read about Luther Burton tonight. So here's what I'll do. Uh, stories already, it's in the can waiting to go. So I will, uh, I will uh, publish it right after we all get off. Uh, it's funny. Robbie Pearson wants to know, uh, Jeff, can he block? You know how Kirby feels about Kirby and his receivers blocking. He's a very, he's a very aggressive dude. Like uh, you guys will read in the story that um, I, the thing that came to my mind watching him play is he plays very angry. He plays, um, 
I, I don't know. This is it, it's like the type of guy that wants to take would, that would carve out the cornerbacks spleen with a wooden spoon. That's kind of what he plays like. Uh, definite definite playmaker. Uh, he's the type of guy that um, they always touch. They, they're always calling up. Uh, they're always calling up plays, dialing up plays to get him involved. Like I said, he punts. He kicks off. He doesn't really train for it. You guys heard him there, right there. Um, he just kind of does it because his team needs him to. Uh, I think he has, and folks, I don't get it. The same reason I don't understand why, why, why folks kick, kick off to AJ Harris in the 2023 class. That's the fantastic cornerback um, prospect out of uh, Glenwood School in Phoenix City, Alabama. Uh, I think AJ's got like eight or nine punt returns or kickoff returns. Well. Um, you should uh, – I think he's got four or five punt returns already this year. He took a punt return uh, to the house against St. John Bosco. Uh, let me see if I can – I see a lot of people trying to weigh something um, from that uh, interview. I'm going to tell you what. On camera, he was he was pretty – he was pretty kind of keep it to the vest. He just got through playing a game. Uh, off camera, when we, we sat down and we actually had a real one-on-one -on -one interview, I think his comments were quite telling. He had a lot of things to say about Georgia, a lot of things to say about Coach Hankton. He calls him Coach Hank. Uh, and I know you guys will definitely want to read uh, – uh, will definitely want to read uh, the latest. And, and really, I think this is our first real, real, real strong deep dive, I think, on everything that uh, – everything that we can offer you about the story of Luther Burden III because – Folks, it is definitely a lot more than football when it comes to this young man, uh, as it is with a lot of these young men uh, that that uh, we try to cover that are interested in the University of Georgia. Um, let's do this. Uh, I think, and I got one for you guys. I want you to savor. I want you to savor this break. You know what I'm going to do is I'm trying to come up with a clever segue, a clever transition uh, to lateral it to make the pitch to the Kroger uh, message. But I'm going to tell you. This might be the last one you hear of those. We might switch it up next week. We've got a new commercial. Um, we're just getting it. We're just kind of taking it out of the oven right now. There will be a new, different commercial uh, next week uh, for our for our before the hedges. Uh, it'll involve some chicken wings, and it'll involve an expert chef. Um, let's take a look at this for one last time. Might be the last time. We might switch it up. We might alternate. Uh, let's take a minute here and let's take a uh, take a second. Uh, for the special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. There you go, guys. Um, uh, Jeremy Barbie, the new commercial will not have the smooth stylings of BA. So we'll probably have to keep it in the rotation because uh, that's obviously a winner, winner, winner chicken dinner. But uh, we're going to vary it up a little bit. You know, that, that whole power play that we always ran up the middle, it's pretty cool. Uh, but we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Robbie Pearson, man, you've got some good Intel, uh, right there. And I got folks, uh, wanting to know, uh, what's going on about the Oz and the ooze or whatever. Uh, I think, I think it's, I think it's top targets time. I think it's a time where, uh, we go through it. Lots of developments, lots of things going on, uh, with Georgia and Georgia football recruiting. Got a new, uh, top targets list. Got some names coming off, got some names coming on. Michael, let's do the do these uh, good people there watching us on our show tonight. Let's do them a good service, and let's take a look at the top targets right now for the uh, class of 2022. We've kind of remixed them up a little bit. <laughs> do you like that? Do you like that? Okay, so we have all we have them all listed right here as number one. Number one is that is that what you guys want? Uh, top targets. Everybody's now number one. Uh, now, now, folks, that is a that is a we're going for some humor. We're going to for some. Ah, and then we got an alternate. Um, you want to just come up with that. Georgia is getting everybody uh, for the class of 2022. How do you feel about those top targets list? Uh, you know, <laughs> Kevin Cook, uh, guys, in an homage to uh, 
the great uh, late night uh, talk show host, David Letterman. I was like, you know what? Let me just let me see if I can catch them off guard with a little bit. They're expecting this every time. They're expecting, you know, let, let's just try to give them a little funny. Let's try to see if we can get some laughing emojis, some LOL emojis right there. Let's look at that again now. Now, guys, which one did you like better? Did you like the first one? Uh, did you like the first one, which had everybody ranked at number one? Uh, let's, all, let's, all, let's all go with that right there. Or did you like the number two, the number two option, which is what, I'm, which is what I've seen on uh, – I've seen on social media, like I said, at the start of the show, at the start of the show, guys, um, I've got I've got folks asking me now, not not just like who can Georgia pull out of the transfer portal. I mean, not just who Georgia can pull in the 2022 class. They're already they're they're already talking about five stars of Christmas past um, wanting to get um, <laughs> wanting to get um, five stars out of Christmas past pulled out of the uh, out of the transfer portal for this uh, Georgia uh, Georgia Bulldog football program. All right, we had a laugh. We had a laugh, and Cal Hendricks is everybody, yes, juggernaut. I like how a lot of people have their different variations, um, different variations of uh, everybody, everybody, everybody. You know, what is it with the Richard the Count the Third made famous? We ain't done yet. Um, uh, everybody remembers the tweet from uh, Jalen Walker about uh, September to remember. Well, what about an October to remember? I think that would apply just as well. Uh, Honestly, those guys were just kind of – those were just kind of bits, just kind of have fun. Let's go back, and I promise you guys, this is the legit – this is the real version 10.1, the real version 10.1. This is uh, the real actual top targets list for the uh, <laughs> the class of 2022. Uh, uh, top targets, number 11, this was the young man that um, – I uh, just visited out of Florida, 10.55 speed in the 100. He's currently a Florida commitment. Uh, that is Julian Humphrey, really a versatile defensive back, could kind of play up all over the back end, not a true press man corner, not a true boundary corner. I think he has a lot of variance in his games. A new guy that shows up on this list, I think that first visit did a lot. Um, I think that first visit, first visit um, for a game experience showed Shamar Stewart a lot. He now cracks the uh, – the list at uh, at top 10 uh, on the top targets for 2022. And if you guys are just joining us, really what the top targets list is all about is it's a combination of a, does Georgia have a definite need at this position? That's kind of a hierarchy or rated higher than other positions. B does Georgia uh, is Georgia seriously recruiting this kid and C does the young man also show a sincere and genuine interest in the university of Georgia Uh as we say all these times on this show, on this program, that uh, the disclaimer here is Georgia is probably not going to sign all these guys. But if it were there was a most wanted list of the guys that would most impact Georgia's football program in the 2022 class, this is how we see them each and every week. Um, <laughs> Carl Anderson's making a making a joke about uh, what I got going on with my with my hair today. Keep them coming, man. We love them. Uh, Michael Williams is number nine. He is a USC commit. Uh, if you guys read on dognation.com, uh, he said that it feels like Georgia cannot recruit him any harder than they are. Uh, one of the things I want to get into tonight is we, we kind of joked with BA about it, um, this week about, or last week on dog nation daily, where we had our segment where we, we were basically trying to tell folks how hard it is these days. Um, let me tell two quick stories. You guys mind me tell two quick stories. Um, it's very hard these days for Georgia to fit in all of the recruits um, into the West end zone section. Now, if you want to think about what I feel Kirby smart would most like to expand at, at uh, Sanford stadium. Now he'd probably like to double decker some of those seats or to maybe add some room to the recruiting bleachers, especially the ones that are right on the field, because what Georgia does now, if you'll notice um, they had a Nye white and arch Manning one week, they had Ernest green, the third on his official visit one week, they had uh, Kamari Wilson had the entire uh, front row this past week for the Arkansas game with him and his family. Um, it really it, it's kind of like trying to figure out the the seating chart for a Kennedy Kardashian wedding. There's so many guys that want to come visit the University of Georgia now, so many top targets. And you can kind of see that there's a hierarchy or a food chain about uh, the very best uh, players kind of get the, the closest seats. And Michael Williams, uh, who uh, was on an official visit this weekend, we reported on dognation.com on Monday, if you guys haven't seen it yet, 
that uh, Michael Williams will be making his official visit for Georgia on October the 16th. That's the same day that Luther Burden III will be there as well. I believe that's the same day that five-star cornerback A.J. Harris will also be there as well. But you see all that going on, and, 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 and you watch the seating chart now, and you can kind of really tell who Georgia is trying to impress on the visit because they give them – that VIP front row treatment, if you guys know what I mean. Does that, does that make sense to everybody out there? The other thing is it's, it's kind of hilarious now that it's almost like uh, it's like a heart and clogged arteries. There are so many people that are trying to get off the field from watching Georgia pregame to, uh, to get up in the bleachers that it is a serious uh, – really, it, to me, it always feel like, feels like a clogged artery because they're like – eight to 19 players at all times trying to get up these one lane bleacher steps that go up into the seating. Um, that's how many players are wanting to visit the university of Georgia. That's how many uh, elite players want to see the university of Georgia. They just really have too much. It's a great problem to have. It shows how well the team is performing on and off the field, but uh, so it, it really shows that Georgia, the recruiting business at the university of Georgia is, um, is incredible. Uh, it really is incredible. Like I said, I said a couple of times, you guys were wondering, like, you know, what I was sitting on or what I was thinking about when I said a couple of weeks ago, we even headlined one of our shows about it. We made it into a podcast that I feel right now uh, in the Kirby Smart era, I think Georgia, Georgia football is recruiting about as well as it ever has in the Kirby Smart era. It's almost to the point where um, it's almost to the point, not quite there yet. I don't want to dabble too much in hyperbole, but it's almost to the point where Georgia can select uh, some of the guys it wants at certain positions. Some of the guys it wants at certain positions. Let's go back to that list. Michael, thanks for uh, giving me a break. Uh, I see a lot of comments in this section. If I'm going to try to stay on task, but if I see a juicy uh, topic, I'll, I'll really try to detour off to a side road and stay on track. Um, Michael Williams out of uh, Hardaway High School in Columbus, Georgia, already with 12 sacks this year. Uh, really enjoyed Georgia. Uh, he's going to come back for his official visit. Uh, he's going to take another official visit to USC. He's allowed to do that. He's allowed to take six or two to USC because that's the NCAA ruling now when you have a coaching change. Uh, number number eight is Ernest Green III. That's out of the young man out of St. Bosco, California. Number seven is Hero Canoe out of Rancho Santa Margarita, Margarita, California. I think this young man has as much upside over the next two years of his football career as any name that we have presented here on this board or will present on this board. Number six is the five-star cornerback, Jaheim Singletary out of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, let's, let's flip over to the uh, five through one. Uh, you guys will notice Big Bear Alexander has moved up. He is now number five on this list. Um, five-star Big Bear. I think Bear was seven or eight. Uh, I spoke to Bear. I got a chance to talk to Bear after his visit. Uh, the thing that struck me is he said he was he couldn't have been more fired up to be at Georgia on Saturday. Um, Georgia will get an official visit from Big Bear as well, still down to Texas A&M and Georgia. Uh, as we kind of spoke before, I think it, the, the decision he made to move uh, to Florida to finish out his senior year, to move out of his home state at Texas, I think it really kind of levels the playing field and now gives Georgia a really, a really, a really, really genuine and sincere shot in uh, his recruitment. Uh, number four, Luther Burden III, as discussed, you saw him at the beginning of our program. What did you guys think about that interview? I was kind of busy doing a couple of things while I was watching the, the watching the um, program. Uh, how'd you guys? How would you guys think about Luther Burden? I thought it was really fun. He would he was able to yuck it up with me a little bit. Uh, and one of his teammates, Miles McVeigh, uh, said they called him Nose because he has a huge nose, and I was like, what? I didn't really know what he meant by nose because I thought you know Luther Burden scores about one point four touchdowns per game. And I kind of thought that uh, maybe he has a nose for the end zone, but he took it. He took it in stride. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed, if you if you remember that interview, so the first time I saw saw him play, he dropped the first pass that goes his way, and folks, that's really odd. It's kind of like you know flipping a coin and have it land straight up on its on its edge. Uh, that's what it was like, and he kind of like you know, kind of like a glitch in the matrix for a Luther Burden the third. And then he started decided to start making plays left and right. There was one play made where I asked him about, and he made a great route. He made a great play on the ball right at the pylon, but he didn't run his route deep enough into the end zone on a fourth and goal situation. And he was pushed out like at the half inch line, probably with the benefit of the replay, he might've been in there, but the ball turned over on downs. And, you know, the thing about Luther is he wasn't even mad or he wasn't even furious about it. He was just like, 
Somebody's going to pay for that. And then somebody did pay for that. Somebody did pay for that. Uh, I think uh, East St. Louis, the Flyers, uh, ended up beating uh, O'Fallon High, basically about as bad as Georgia was beating Vanderbilt that day. Uh, interesting there. Uh, we got a couple more names to, to roll through there on the top targets list. I'll go through them very briskly. I want you guys to see it, uh, see it one more time. I'm wondering if Mike's going to trick me out or fake me out with uh, – putting one of those uh, faux joke uh, top targets list up there. But it, Luther Burden, uh, I think Bear Alexander went five. Luther Burden went four. Number three was Christian Miller, the uh, All-American defensive tackle out of uh, Cedar Grove High School. Number two was Oscar Delp. I've seen Oscar Delp's name come up a couple times on the show tonight. Oscar Delp will be uh, making his decision at about 6.50 p.m. next Wednesday. I know Dog Nation will be watching that one. Um, did you guys see some of the stuff that came out of uh, <clears throat> came out of South Carolina? Because he did take his uh, final game day visit to South Carolina over the weekend uh, for their game against Troy. Uh, it's kind of cool, man. South Carolina is going hard after Oscar Delp. Uh, they had the billboard sign that they put on the theater in the middle of uh, downtown Columbia, in the middle of kind of the heart of campus. Uh, and then um, they were they, they had people with Oscar Delp's name painted on their bodies. Uh, showing uh, showing him lots of love and respect about how much they wanted him. And number one, uh, the young man that was in Athens this weekend for his official visit, that was Kamari Wilson, uh, Kamari Wilson uh, of ING Academy, who has been the number one top target on this list ever since uh, uh, Branson Robinson uh, made his decision uh, in mid to late uh, July. Uh, there you go. Um, those are your top targets. I think we've got uh, we've got a lot more to. Uh, We've got a lot more to discuss here. Here's some other names to know. New name that I've added to the list here uh, is Alou Ba uh, of IMG Academy. He was at Georgia again on Saturday. Uh, that was another uh, unofficial visit. Uh, that guy's an FSU commit down at uh, – it's a three-star offensive lineman. FSU commit down at IMG Academy. Uh, Jojo Bermudez, we've mentioned him a lot. Uh, Todd Munkin has an interest in him as well. Uh, three-star offensive lineman Drew Bobo. Interesting with Drew Bobo this week because Georgia's playing Auburn. His father is Mike Bobo. Uh, Dayon Bowie out of Bainbridge, Georgia. Texas A&M commitment right there. Uh, Dayon Bowie uh, was also back in Athens on uh, Saturday. He made an unofficial visit. I know some folks had reported or wondered whether or not uh, Dayon Bowie was going to make it going to take an official visit to Georgia this weekend. Well, that was an unofficial visit. Jaden Gibson will also make his uh, commitment uh, on October the 13th. That'll be about, I believe it's 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. next Wednesday as well. Uh, he is a Florida legacy, a double Florida legacy. Uh, both of his parents played at Florida. Um, Andre Green, the junior. Um, Georgia, North Carolina, Clemson are the teams to watch there. Uh, Andre Green, you know, if we went if we went one more name on the list, he would still be on the top targets list just because I think he's such a special player. Uh, Travis Hunter, we did put him there. Folks, I don't want you guys to get crazy on that yet. I still think that um, if you heard me describe it with my Hodor subscriptions right there, I think that the, the door the door wasn't cracked. Maybe the, the door is cracked. Maybe 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 about as maybe about as much as. Um, push as Vanderbilt got uh, off the line against Georgia uh, in their uh, uh, in their with their uh, offensive front uh, on short yardage situations um, in Nashville a couple of weeks back. Uh, Chase Meyer, kicker out of Santa, modern day in Santa Ana, uh, five-star defensive tackle Walter Nolan, uh, three-star defensive tackle Sean Washington out of Warren Easton, and then Anai White. You'll see Anai White's another name that's different on this board. Anai White, I have kind of pulled off the uh, top targets list at this time. Uh, that's what you have right there. What other things to know? I want to show you guys real quickly. Uh, we've put together the list of what are the expected announcements, the announcement dates, at least any one that is currently scheduled to make an announcement. We uh, have Jaden Gibson and Oscar Delp for next Wednesday. That would be October the 13th. Seems like recruiting is getting really busy right now, guys, right? Uh, and then um, later on that month, you'll have uh, later on, um, you'll have uh, the other ones where we tracked for you were in January the 2nd. That's when Big Bear Alexander will make his decision. And then also in January the 7th, that's when Christian Miller is expected to make his decision. Um, that's kind of the listing right now of the guys that kind of have a scheduled uh, decision date in mind. I, I guess I could also add um, January the 11th, but that's for five star junior A.J. Harris. Uh, he could also make the decision on December the 13th as well. Um, 
those are some of the other names that I kind of think that uh, <laughs> I think what I need to. Jerry Swafford um, dropping a lot of consonants and dropping a lot of uh, uh, Ace Dog. What you want to know? If anything you want to know, uh, what kind of list you want to tell you? I think we uh, I think we have um, I think we have a listing again. I don't know if Michael can pull that up. These are the timelines for top targets. Yep, uh, Oscar Bird, uh, Oscar Delt. October 13th, Jaden Gibson, October the 13th, Jaden Gibson is the six foot five receiver out of Florida kind of gives you off a little bit of, you know, combo Reggie Brown, Fred Gibson type vibes there with the way he plays uh, Oscar Delp, uh, October the 13th. He will make that decision live on Fox five Atlanta. It'll be approximately 650 PM from his high school. Uh, Luther Burton's going to make his decision on October the 19th and, You'll read in the story that we'll put up on dognation.com tonight that uh, he just kind of feels comfortable um, with where he's at, where he will be able to make his decision October 19th, uh, January the 2nd, Big Bear Alexander, January the 7th, Christian Miller. Let's quickly roll into, I think, the snapshot for the class. Currently 17 commitments in this class. They're rated number four nationally. It was number four nationally last week, eight offense, eight defense, uh, one special teams, 10 in state, seven out of state. Um, one five-star commitment at this time, that is uh, Malachi Starks. Um, most of those guys are in the SEC footprint. All right, guys, now we've got a chance to uh, jump into uh, some top targets for 2023. Uh, you'll see some shuffling here. I've moved the names up a couple of, a little bit. Uh, Five-star, four-star edge Malik Bryan out of IMG Academy. Uh, Justice Haynes moves up one spot. That's the Blessed Trinity running back out of Roswell, Georgia. Um, folks, the stories about Justin Haynes right now are just astounding. Um, he had another 300-yard game uh, this past week. Uh, he had a game against Eagles Landing Christian a while back where uh, he uh, had like almost 28, 29 carries in the first half uh, on the way to uh, his team stormed back from a 21-7 to deficit, a 20 uh, – a 21 to nothing deficit – uh, you guys will see another thing about this during our online chatter where we show you a bunch of tweets. But uh, Brandon and I, Peachtree TV, uh, Score Atlanta, Rusty Manziel, Brandon Adams, and myself, our game of the week this week will be at Blessed Trinity High School in Roswell. Uh, come out and see us, guys, if you want to. Huge matchup. Uh, this is really the first Georgia-centric, very Georgia-heavy uh, interest for uh, this fan base specifically. Cole Spear – of uh, Calhoun will be and his team will be taking on Blessed Trinity, the 2023 Georgia Legacy running back. Folks, when these guys played last year, uh, Justice had 43 carries for 300 something yards. Uh, Cole Spear caught 10 balls for 230 yards. Uh, tremendous ball game there. Lots of really strong play from both of those guys. Great uh, efforts from both of those man. Both of the uh, both of those. Um, both of you, those young men, it'll be huge to watch on Friday night. I hope you guys join us, uh, join us as well. Um, but, excuse me. Uh, let's all take a, have a social real fast. That might've been the first social and before the hedges uh, history. I will say that there, that is not, that is not uh, green tea in there like my uh, good buddy uh, colleague uh, Mike Griffith likes to do with his audience. Um, might be oat milk. I don't know if it's oat milk or not, but I uh, hope you guys are uh, having a good night. Let's take a look at some top targets. I, there, these are the tweets. We're going to span the globe of the World Wide Web. I'm going to give you my best Jim McKay voice here. Let's span the globe of the World Wide Web. Uh, to give you some things we, that I thought you guys needed to see. Folks, right here, this is Jonel Aguero. He was also an unofficial visitor in Athens on uh, Saturday. 2023 safety. Runs 4-3-8 laser at ING Academy. He's a teammate of that young man in the black tracksuit right there. That's Kamari Wilson, the five-star number one safety uh, in the country for 2022. Um, those guys are teammates at ING. Those guys are teammates. Um, those guys are teammates. At IMG Academy, those guys visited Georgia together. They took pictures together. Where do you see these pictures? We're going to show them as well. But um, here's the thing. Jonel Aguero, I want you guys to really hone in on this. First of all, if I'm a recruit 
visiting the University of Georgia, that locker room picture is not going to cut it anymore. That's where I want to go. That's the best backdrop in Athens for a picture. Look at that stadium, the overhang, uh, the silhouette, the black on black jersey. Uh, whoever put that together, I, I, I put on the uh, whoever put that together, man, that guy gets that guy needs to be paid. Bobby Bonilla money. Uh, whoever put that idea together, because that uh, being a guy who dabbles in photography a little bit or at least tries to. That is an awesome picture spot right there. The, the, the color swirl there where you've got the, the prism of the visor, you've got the red, the red lights, you've got the, the silhouette, the vignette going on right there. Uh, that is amazing. And Joe Aguero, uh, he's from Massachusetts. He went down to IMG Academy to show the world that he could play with anybody. Uh, Lewis Seen knows him very well. Lewis Seen tweeted out uh, this summer when we wrote about Joe Aguero. Uh, Lewisine retweeted that story or quote tweeted that story with the following. He said that Jonel Aguero will be a better than he is in college football. And folks, we can talk all about these players all you want, but when Lewisine uh, gives props to a young senior, excuse me, a young junior football player who runs a four three seven, not as tall as Lewis, but uh, tremendously gifted athlete. He likes to strike people. He likes to lay the wood, so to speak, just like Lewisine. Uh, uh, that's a name to know for the class of uh, 2023. Love those pictures. Um, this is the director of recruiting relations at the University of Georgia. Uh, these past few days, man, he's got stars in his eyes. Gotta love it. Hashtag, if you know, you know. Coop, Coach Cooper has done a really great job. You guys had asked for it. You've asked for it on the forum, at, for the forum on uh, dognation.com. Uh, you guys have asked for this before on Before the Hedges. Um, they, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give you some coverage on that right there. We think that's a guy that um, his name has come up on, on the trail enough where I think you guys deserve to hear a little bit about how how well Coach Coop Coach Coop is doing recruiting uh, in his first season for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, Brandon actually, I don't know where Brandon found this. I need to have a conversation with Brandon about it. But uh, Brandon found a sign of Bear Alexander. Uh, I'm guessing the five star defensive tackle Bear Alexander is enjoying the hospitality his visit to Georgia this weekend, folks. The only thing I will, uh, that I will critique my man Brandon on this is the Romanian judge is going to give him only a 9.75 for the execution of this tweet, only because um, Big Bear Alexander likes to be referred to as Big Bear Alexander, not just his informal name of Bear Alexander. Uh, funny little story. If you guys read it on dognation.com, listen to this. So Bear didn't actually see that sign. What, what happened was uh, – Michael Williams saw the sign first and he didn't see it in real life, like with his own eyes. He saw it on his phone and he saw it on social media. And he basically said, Hey, Bear, look at this. They love you. They, they, they love you some bear. And, you know, Bear saw the sign and folks, little things like that do go, do go a long way. Uh, little things like that do go a long way. Uh, bear told me that that sign was one of his uh, favorite parts uh, of the trip, to say the least. Uh, there you have it. Uh, Julio Humphrey, this is the Florida uh, Gators commit. I guess this might have been something where he, he couldn't show his face on social media in a Georgia uniform, maybe. Or maybe he was just taken aback by all that red. But um, that's one of the marquee commitments. Uh, I think he's a top 120 commitment for the class. Uh, nation's number 14 cornerback, currently committed to Florida. Uh, he took his official visit to Georgia uh, over the past weekend as well. And again, folks, that picture spot, that picture spot. Whoever did that, whoever had that idea needs to get get needs to get paid some Bobby Bonilla money or some SEC uh, summer annual dividend type money because uh, that was a very clever idea and a beautiful, beautifully framed shot there as well. Uh, rolling through the list, list, we've got Kamari Wilson also in that picture spot. What do you guys think of the black on black, the black pants with the black jersey and the red helmet? Are you guys a fan? Let's let's take an instant crowd reaction. How do you guys feel about that? I see Paul Moon is weighing in on the fashion choices right there. Um, got Kamari Wilson right there. Um, number one on the top targets list, guys. Finally took his official visit to Georgia. Uh, number 24, um, big-time safety out of IMG Academy. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of fashion choices, I'm going to tell you a little story. So, you know, I've covered Georgia for a few years now. I thought I'd kind of seen the gamut of uh, – the gamut of what official visit fashion looks like, even with moms and dads stepping out, having fun in Athens town, having a grand old time on the official visit. But this is Terry Wilson. This is the father of Kamari Wilson. And folks, I don't know if he looks like the dopest 
Jedi ever, but you got the gold glasses, you got the red hoodie, the tracksuit, the chains, um, the gold sunglasses, man. I, I tell you, like what I said right now, if you want to talk about the term standard or, you know, playing to the standard, we got to play to the standard. You can hear Nicobe Dean and uh, Nolan Smith saying that ad nauseum this year when they have their press conferences. But, man, that is a new standard for me that a guy uh, – I mean, you want to talk about cool. You want to talk about ice cold. You want to talk about what's that, what's that wonderful outcast lyric that goes cooler than a polar bear's toenails. Terry Wilson was that on Saturday in Sanford Stadium. Look at that. And that, that bottom photo right there, you can take a look at that. And that's Terry Wilson just kind of looking on that stadium. And I don't know. I'm not – I don't know. I think, I think that look there bodes well for uh, how he was feeling and how that whole family was feeling about their trip to the University of Georgia. Christian Miller, this was an edit. You can call this the three-dog edit if you want to, question mark. But uh, that's Kyan Lee, K.N. Lee right there. That's Christian Miller in the middle. And that's uh, Carlton Madden, C.J. Madden right there. Uh, Christian Miller tweeted this out this week. That was an edit. Uh, the best stay in Georgia, Athens, Georgia, Cedar Grove to Georgia. Potentially, they could be three uh, future Bulldogs um, on the Cedar Grove defense this year, at least. Uh, at least. And this is something. Uh, Kevin Flute, I want to answer your question. Kevin, I don't know if I've, I've seen you a lot, so I want to give you uh, props and give you honors. Um, Kevin, really, it's really kind of, I think BA has a good phrase for it. It's kind of become like the dress uniform for official and unofficial visits, kind of the picture uniform. Uh, you know, all the players are dying to wear them. The players all have always told me for many, many years that the black jerseys are the coolest, coolest thing ever. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe Georgia might have to shut out everybody else until they get to Florida. Uh, maybe if Georgia does that, maybe the, the players might have a leg to stand on and trying to get to wear black jerseys in Jacksonville. Still don't think it would ever happen, but uh, um, still don't think that will ever happen. But uh, everybody loves those. Everybody loves those colors. Everybody wants to wear black. And really, I think it's an old school mentality there from Coach Coach Kirby Smart, where he kind of looks at it as like, you know, they should be able to want to play regardless of the uniform. The uniform shouldn't matter. Uh, you shouldn't need to be uh, to wear a certain uniform to, to give your all for the University of Georgia. I'm sure there's some really strong psychology involved with that, but that's kind of how uh, that's kind of how things go right there. Um, but appreciate your call. Thanks for that call. This is what I want to show you guys. The D Division One Council is approving a one-year waiver of signing initial counter limits that will allow schools to replace up to seven football student athletes who leave school in the first term. These the decisions are not final until the ends of tomorrow's meeting, but that's likely what's going to happen. The uh, the Division One uh, chair here, currently the AD at Penn State, says we believe schools should have temporary flexibility to help address possible roster depletion due to transfers. The one year waiver enables schools to properly unify, utilize their scholarship limitations. Simply put, I think it has up to seven. If you have seven guys portal, then you can replace those scholarships with up to seven athletes. Um, seven athletes. So that's a way how a lot of schools, including Georgia, could should get up to signing 27, 28, 29 uh, guys with the 2022 class. Folks, I want you to look at this one right here. This is a really cool story. Uh, Dara Smith, uh, the tremendous outside linebacker, edge guy out of Appling County in Baxley, Georgia. He was off last Friday, so he went to go see Gunnar Stockton uh, play Pierce County. And that was a meeting of uh, the number one team in class 2A, but Pierce County is the defending class 3A state champion, uh, still ranked in the top three in uh, class 3A. And Raven County did something they haven't done really ever, is they went down to South Georgia and beat a top three team, a ranked team, uh, a team that was a bigger school than they have. And um, folks, I'm going to write about this this week, but I want you to hear it first. That game that he played last week, according to those who know Gunnar Stockton and that program very, very well, they feel that that was the best game that Kirby, I mean, excuse me, that Gunnar Stockton had ever played as a Raven County Wildcat. Uh, and also, um, let you guys little, let you guys in on a little amazing story first. That's kind of why I'm writing about Gunnar Stockton this week. Uh, also, writing about Gunnar Stockton this week is he is three touchdowns away from tying the Georgia State record for career touchdown responsibility ever. He's three away from tying. Uh, three away from tying uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, and one more thing. Let's go back to that picture real fast, because I know a lot of folks are going to see that picture and they're going to go, 
Brian McPhail, I'm reading your mind right now. You want to know how tall is Gunnar Stockton? I think the thing that you should grasp, Brian, and a lot of folks else, is, is Darius Smith's about 6'6". Six, six. He's that tall, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. So really it's not a measure of how short Gunner is. It's more of a measure of how tall Mr. Smith is out of uh, Appling County. I think Gunner, folks, is about six foot and some change, six one. He may be just the same, the same height as Jake Fromm, maybe a little taller, definitely a lot thicker, definitely a lot faster. I think Gunner is a four seven guy on laser on grass, which is really fast for an SEC quarterback. It's just that he has a uh, he has a Megatron type arm attached to his shoulder. Um, really developing into a smart quarterback that can, I don't want to say this dreaded term game manager, um, but game winning quarterback, a guy who manages the game until it's time for his great natural talent to take over the game. And uh, PJW, uh, see a lot of you guys, Darius Smith is actually an outside linebacker. He's, he's really kind of got those Lorenzo Carter, Lorenzo Floyd type vibes to his game. Um, he's just a really tall edge defender. Uh, in the class of 2022. Cody Taylor, there you go. Cody Taylor, me and you and I are on the same page there. Uh, we got some more tweets to show you guys. Folks, this is a video. I, mean, I was telling you about that play Luther Burden made where he tipped tight ropes to the sidelines and then goes and hangs out with some kids. Look at this right here. Popping some tackles. Can't bring him down. Look at the balance. Look at the speed. Look at the coordination. Steam rolling down. Uh, this is the local one of the local sports anchors in St. Louis. Basically says, I don't think I've ever been to a game where Luther Burden does not score. Uh, the dude is unreal. Watch, it, watch him right here. He gets to the track, and everybody wants to celebrate with Luther Burden the third, the All-American wide receiver. Everybody's having a great time there. Look at all the kids. It's, it was really a nice moment there, seeing, seeing on the homecoming game and Luther go off like he always does and seeing like how the young people in his community really reacted to him right there. Really good, really good clip there from Luther Burden. I mean – I think I say this a lot, and that one looks so nice. Let's watch it twice because uh, you got Luther Burden making plays, breaking loose. And, folks, it, there's a lot of playmaker to his game, like we've said before, but his yards after catch ability does remind folks of maybe maybe, maybe kind of a Terrell Owens type, type right there. Um, good clip there from uh, Luther Burden the third. This is kind of – also, you'll want you guys to see this. Um, Jalen Walker, homecoming queen. And the homecoming king right there, um, Jalen Walker right there. He was named homecoming king at Salisbury High School. Salisbury's having a great season as well. Jalen's having a great season as well. Um, Salisbury's even more tight-fisted and stingy on defense as it was before. And, folks, that Jalen Walker fella is doing some recruiting for Georgia in the 2022 cycle. Um, he was also back in Athens on Saturday um, to see Georgia play once again. Uh, little known fact uh, – Salisbury has a Georgia commitment in football and a Georgia commitment in soccer. Uh, two young people from the same high school community in upper North Carolina. It's really almost in, uh, it's really almost in Virginia. And uh, he, uh, both of those uh, young athletes are going to play for Georgia in the Southeastern conference. So it would probably make it pretty cool for them to commute back and forth home. They'd always have a ride right there. Um, I guess we've got a few more, a few more to get to. Let me see if I can wrap this show up maybe in the next five or six minutes. We'd like to, <clears throat> we'd like to try to keep them right underneath, right underneath a minute. Um, Michael, let me know if we have any more, uh, more tweets. Um, and right on time. Uh, that's it guys. I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a bunch of questions. And like you said, let's be interactive hedges here right now. Um, it is about eight 59, uh, on a Wednesday night before the hedges time, you guys ask for it. Uh, we will drop that Luther Burden story in a few minutes after we go off this broadcast. So you guys want something to do? I think I saw somebody, uh, John William Adams, uh, uh, wanting to read about Luther, want, really wanted to know about Luther. We're going to give you some Luther Burden III tonight here on dognation.com. Um, Brian McPhail, I think the number to kind of stick around with right there is 2728. Uh, let me see any other questions I have popping up. One of the, one of the limitations guys about what we do this now, where we see a screen, Michael had a great idea, our producer extraordinaire that, um, one of the things that we get, we do now is that we can kind of combine the streams of feet of Facebook and YouTube. So we kind of see it all at once. Um, we kind of see it all at once. So, uh, 
it really, I don't have the ability to scroll back and read more comments. So if I missed your comment, it certainly wasn't intentional at all. It's just kind of the way our broadcast setup is, is kind of a uh, kind of placed there. Um, Tom Lavelle, that's a great question. That's one of those things that I've been talking about for several weeks now. Um, what I've been talking about for several weeks now is everybody wants to know about the quarterback situation with Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton and then the, how in the world could this Arch Manning thing happen? And would it even be possible, uh, even with um, the Manning family's really close ties to Matt Luke on how well they know uh, the Luke family, how well the, the Mannings and Peyton especially has known Kirby Smart. They played in the SEC together at the same time. But you want to talk about a quarterback room issue? What happens if uh, JT Daniels uh, isn't healthy enough or just doesn't have enough, enough game reps or enough of a reputation from the NFL to, to move forward to the NFL after this season. That's when things would get very interesting um, with Georgia's quarterback room and everything else. Um, Tim Tatum, that's a name. That's a name that gets very interesting right there. Uh, Vincent White has the opinion that he thinks Luther really wants to stay close to home, but when it's all said and done, uh, he will be wearing the red and black. I'd like to know um, what you think about, uh, like I said, we're going <clears> to, <throat> like I said, I want you to read the story because uh, I know everybody saw the video and uh, they're like, okay, how can I play this? Um, it's really hard for young people. I mean, it's hard for anyone. Like you put a camera, uh, you know, like a, like a, a Nikon camera with the big lens or a, a Canon camera like I use in front of a young man and you mic them up or you even just do it quickly with a cell phone. It, it, uh, folks, I've been a journalist for over 20 years now, and it's almost like uh, a five-star interview interview subject becomes a three-star interview subject when they have a camera in their face. It's just pro athletes are like this. The Atlanta Braves are like this. I mean, that's just uh, <laughs> Felicia. I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, Darius Smith, please, please help me on that. You know, Felicia, we'd love to have, we'd love to have him on. Uh, we can have him on. Like we always have all the commitments on the commitments are always more than welcome. And Felicia, let's make that happen. Let's with the people want to have, uh, to make sure that we have, uh, Mr. Smith on before the hedges sometime soon. Cause I think that would be awesome. It would be awesome to have him. I, I don't know if you know this Felicia, but I grew my first real job as a reporter was in, uh, was for the Savannah Morning News. So if, if you want to kind of read between the lines a lot of my reporting, there's really not a lot of great players that come out of the Coastal Empire. And I remember covering softball games in Appling County when I was a Cub reporter. Uh, I remember covering football games there. I remember um, seeing them play Charlton County or going to see Charlton County in that same part of the world. Um, so I know about Appling. I know about Baxley. And uh, I remember when he committed to Georgia and when he committed to Georgia, uh, Coach T, Rick Tomberlin, Gave, gave me some really good stuff about uh, Mr. Smith and how hard he works. Uh, so uh, a lot of love for – I do – I'll admit, it's kind of one of those places that felt like where I got my start, felt like home to me. Um, and that's where things took off kind of with my reporting career. So uh, I, if, if I'm going to be guilty of anything that's impartial, it would be trying to trying to platform and kind of make sure that the, those really deserving football players that come out of the Coastal Empire – and the 912, kind of like Pooler, Georgia, everything's cooler in Pooler, uh, where Nolan Smith came out of right there. Uh, John William Adams, see there? Like-minded right there. Um, um, <laughs> certainly. But Felicia, more than anything, uh, uh, more than anything, I would, I would love to have your son. I'd love to have you and your whole family on Before the Hedges because that's what we're about here uh, on Doug Nation, uh, on DougNation.com, especially Before the Hedges. We want you guys to know, we want you guys to know that, uh, we want you guys to know that uh, this is what we do. We kind of hang out. We have to make sure people uh, get to know you guys and they, most importantly, they get to know uh, your son is more than just another name and a ranking and a star startup uh, young man uh, going to play for Georgia. We like to uh, pull the helmet off and identify them as real people, uh, not just uh Future Bulldogs on the way to do great things for the University of Georgia. Guys, it has been a night. We had everybody mentioning Richard LeCount III, Tramel Walthor. Uh, yeah, what about Warren Brinson? Got to remember Warren Brinson as well. Uh, Tim Tatum, I did not know your wife is class of 84 from Appling County. Great for you. Great for you guys. Um, 
Stetson Bennett, the, the fourth as well, Kyle Hendricks. We're bringing up Blackshear now and everything else like that. I just thought that was a great story. Great to see uh, uh, two future teammates kind of link up and uh, the young defensive end from uh, Appling County in Baxley, Georgia, uh, make a visit to go see Gunner. And, and you know what was funny? He, I saw his Twitter feed and I saw his Instagram. Uh, he was tweeting out and he was like sharing uh, – he was uh, he was sharing uh, videos, highlights of uh, – of Gunner making plays against uh, Pierce County, kind of like he was a reporter or something like that. Uh, very interesting. Guys, it's been another Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. I got to get this thing in here that uh, this will become a podcast on the SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple podcast platform uh, as well. Uh, we're going to talk about We're going to wrap all this stuff up. Hope you guys have enjoyed the program. I'm uh, sending lots of love for you guys for hanging out with us again on another Wednesday night. Uh, we've hopefully we've been giving, been able to give you a lot of information. We've been able to give you, I think, our best look so far, our best kind of cache of intel so far on Luther Burden III. Had a had a great time going up there and visiting with him. Not only him, but Miles McVeigh. Miles McVeigh, that's another guy, uh, six foot six, three hundred forty pound offensive tackle. Georgia likes he likes Georgia. Uh, Miles McVeigh is also going to go visit Georgia. That's the current plan. He's a 2022. Um, he's a 2022. Uh, 20, excuse me, 2023 offensive line prospect. Also out of East St. Louis. He's also a flyer. Uh, and uh, fun, fun hanging out with those guys. Fun watching them play ball, especially guys. It has been another before the hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel. I'm going to tell you when this thing's over. Go to the pages of DogNation.com. This is me teasing. Uh, the Luther Burden story that's going to drop uh, in a matter of minutes after we get off the air. Thank you guys for coming on, and we'll see you guys again on the pages of dognation.com. Have a great week. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless you. Everybody get safely to uh, the loveliest village on the plane. Uh, let's have a good old time this weekend, and let's come back again next week to talk about all things Georgia football recruiting. Thanks for spending some time. Thanks to my man Michael Carvel behind the glass. You guys have yourself a great night.